All right, welcome to episode eight of our podcast here at Gunners GM. Today, Macker and I are joined by our good friend Andrew, a lifelong Arsenal fan. How are you going, bro? I'm bloody awesome. It's a pleasure to come on the, I would say, the soon-to-be number one Arsenal podcast in the world. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a pleasure. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's good to have you here, Andy. I'm uh, yeah, stoked to have you on, and um, obviously so is Gav. Um, obviously, another long life Arsenal fan. Yeah, but of course. Well, as you guys know, I, or as the audience doesn't know, um, my love affair with Arsenal began probably when I was about uh, six or seven, when I was watching uh, Terry on replay, like a lot of uh, gooners worldwide. Uh, it's the early memories of Henri that made me fall in love and then watching the 2006 Champions League final. Bit of a bummer in the end, but um, for me, watching him play, the way he glided around the pitch was just incredible. And really, for me, after that, there was no other team I could support. So I guess it's, in many ways, been a barren few years, but I think what a time to come on the podcast with what could happen this year. So, yeah, it's a pleasure to come on, guys. So thank you. Appreciate you coming, Bert. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, a couple of questions here about you, man. Just a couple of quick ones. Um, who's your favourite Arsenal player of all time? <laughs> well, that's it... easy. Yeah. I already touched on that, so yeah. <laughs> on there, you can't really go past it. Um, yeah. you know, you can talk about the goals and the assists. He was just prolific, but I think like Zidane for me it was more how he moved around the pitch, uh, the way he played, the uh, the touches. Uh, the ease of how he played. Uh, I think his record-breaking goal for Arsenal was probably my favourite goal of his of all time. I don't know if you guys remember it, but uh, it was sort of a looped ball in, in behind. He sort of um, touches it with his heel, uh, periods around the ball and just puts it in the top corner. And yeah. That's probably my favourite Arsenal goal of all time, actually. So, yeah, true. It's okay. I think in the Champions League in like 2006. Yeah, Terry Henry. Um, and then I would say probably Ian Wright. And then another guy I love is uh, Sandy Cazola. Mm. He's a old hero. If he stayed fit in 2016, maybe we would have won the league. Who knows? Mm. Um, Was that the year Leicester won? Yeah, the yeah, year Leicester yeah, won. Yeah. The, the year Tottenham think... finished third in a two-horse race. But <laughs> we might get into that. <laughs> Anyway, I feel like for me that season was um, was always the one that got away, you know. Um, kind of ours to, to lose, and we did lose it. Um, no no discredit to uh, to Leicester, but yeah, it was. Yeah, imagine if Santi Cazorla stayed fit that season. Oh my days! Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of thing, a lot of things that could have gone wrong that year, and a lot of them did go wrong, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate, but. Yeah, and not even guess... like for us, like it was, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things went wrong with other big clubs, you know, Chelsea and City uh, back then were, well, Chelsea were good back then, uh, at the moment it's questionable, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but other clubs went wrong as well, and um, yeah, it went wrong for us too, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess that's, that's relevant because in many ways the other clubs are seeing if we'll falter around the same time we did in 2016. So for us, it's 
a chance to prove a lot of the doubters wrong. But I mean, we'd all agree it's a different Arsenal this time around, and that's what we're hoping. Um, Big time. Big yeah. Time. Yeah. It's um, obviously a different coach. We've, I think we've, um, yeah, we, we, we've seen the dark days, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> hasn't been easy since then. Hasn't been easy since Bangers left, really, apart from, uh, you'd, you'd say last season was the start of the, the tunnel and uh, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, I guess. So, um, yeah. yeah like, what do you reckon, Gav? Because it feels like now's we are like you know, now now is the time that we're, we're really fucking starting to enjoy the footy. Um, you know, the fans. Like we talked about this number of times, but like how good the fan support away and at home has been. Um, yeah. Like, what do you reckon, mate? Well, big part of that is Arteta and Edu's plan, and they're continuously last year in 2022. That is saying that we're ahead of schedule of their five-year plan. Um, especially this year more so now. We're ahead of where they wanted us to be, um, significantly ahead, which is super exciting. Mm. Um, I can The comparison between like that year Leicester one and this year, it is fairly similar in terms of a lot of those big clubs aren't doing what they normally would do and they've fallen off. <laughs> Liverpool is shot, Chelsea are down there with them, um, City are dropping points left and right and somehow United are good again. But I'm I'm here for it. It's nearly like we're you know apart from Manchester City, like we're going back to fucking 20 years ago when United yeah. and Ar- like United and Arsenal did dominate, and then like to throw me in another curveball, fucking Newcastle United, like <laughs> we haven't seen them good for literally like literally 20 years or so. Yeah, since the Shearer days, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, we're just speaking about the golden boot that he has, which was 93. Did we just say? It's one of those um, years, wasn't it? Something like that. Anyway. I think um, 93 was a Blackburn, I think. Because he oh, was in okay. that Blackburn winning team, wasn't he? Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. I think after that, he went to Newcastle, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> um, anyway, a little bit off topic there, but um, now, yeah, it, it, it is a different, um, it's a different team. It is a, it's a very different team to um, even the last team that played in the Champions League. Really, like it, again, I think I think we touched on it, Gav. Like it, it was always you know like a VP or a Sanchez kind of carrying the team. However, now it's it's a it's a like a uniform outfit, um, and um, yeah, everyone's playing like in so like, so much cohesion. It's um, it's just fantastic to watch, really. No one's, like, you know, like a standout, but, um, yeah, like, the whole team just fucking excellent. Um, yeah, it's great to see. It really is good to see. Yeah. And just leading off of that, I had one more question for Andrew. What are your goals for the season? Maybe if you give me two or three goals for the year, what are you, what are you thinking? Well, I think at this point, if we don't win the league, I couldn't help but be disappointed. I think. Really? Yeah, with the position we're in. And okay. As you guys have touched on, with um, with a lot of the traditional clubs struggling, even City now, but I think they've shown enough that we can start to question um, their co- cohesiveness. Um, and it, it looks like 
you know, teams can get results against them. And despite their dominance, there's always a, a way for teams to score against them. So I think for us, it's a good opportunity, even if we're ahead of the five-year plan, to take advantage of it. And I think we'd come to regret it because United are on the up. City will be better next year. Chelsea will be better next year. Newcastle are improving. So we've got to take the chance. So that's my number one goal. Um, I guess my other goals would have to be related to if we don't win the league. So Champions League's a must. If, obviously, if we don't make Champions League now, that's going to be a huge drop-off. Oh, um, God. Yeah. I think for that to happen, we would need, geez, a party injury, a soccer injury, uh Odegaard injury. Exactly. Um, which, you know, we can start to talk about the squad depth and how we need to improve that. Um, I think... Not, I think my third goal would be um, continuing to like improve, you know, the fan engagement. We could talk about the Ashburton Army a bit later on and how good they've been. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, a popular YouTuber, Rory Jennings, has been talking about them lately, and uh, I think they've been a, a huge factor of the atmosphere at the Emirates, and you know, it's a fortress again. So, yeah, Arsenal winning the league. If we don't get that, we, obviously we've got to make Champions League, and then. Um, Continuing the fans' engagement, you know, with the Ashburton Army, your mate Gav, Louis Dunford, and, and his song before the games. I think for us, it's been great to see, even as um, Arsenal, uh, Australia Gooners, you know. So, yeah. Nice. Um, so, I'll just move on to the news that broke this morning for us here. Um, Mudrick announced as a Chelsea player. Um, obviously a big kick in the teeth, that. Um, <laughs> $100 million euro in total, seven-year deal. He's there till 2030 under contract. Um, obviously, Chelsea have been, you know, engaging with him and the club for a while to try and get him. Um, I didn't think it had happened personally, obviously, with Mudrick being active on social media, saying he wants Arsenal, he wants Arsenal. Um, and for that to fall through, after we just upped our bid to 70 million euro with 25 million in add-ons over performance-based incentives, um, and for them to, you know, sell into Chelsea for an extra about five million euro was yeah, it was a tough one to take. Um, there's a couple of ways to look at it. 100 million is just bullshit money. Um, Seriously, he hasn't played a great deal. It looks very, very promising, all of that. Um, I'm gutted. I really wanted him, but $100 million is just absurd. It's... So, <clears throat> there's only a handful of players that have been, you know, that have been sold for that over $100 million mark. Obviously, one of the most recent ones being Jack Grealish. Um, and and to, to put him in that same stature as them... Oh, man, there's going to be a lot of weight on his shoulders to fucking carry that Chelsea team, I'll tell you what. It is fucking obscene, like an obscene amount of money for him, man. 100 mil, like, fucking Christ. Never heard of him about two months ago, like, honestly. Mm. I mean, years ago, it took, like, we can crap on Spurs all we want, but it it took (laughs) a prime Gareth Bale tearing up the league, you know, 
I was saying to Gav earlier, one of the best individual seasons in Premier League history. And he, um, he was just over 100 mil. And, and this yeah, man, yeah. who you know ha- has had his bags packed for a few weeks and clearly wanted to come to Arsenal, um, it's unfortunate. But, yeah, it's I guess it remains to be seen whether or not he's worth that much. So it's a gamble by Chelsea. Um, what do you reckon, Yeah, Gav? I'm a fan of a player. Oh, sorry, Ernie. Yeah, I was going to say, Pretty I'm a fan Andy, of a player. Um, yeah. But yeah, a big risk. And I guess Arsenal, we are just st- sticking by our guns. So let's hope we have, and as, I, as I'd expect from Edu and Arteta, we'll have a plan B and C. So again, Dad, we'll, we'll see what happens. We reckon, mate, because um, we, we, yeah, we've also talked about this uh, on recent podcasts. And mm. fucking Christ, I feel like it was... Three, four weeks ago, it was at 40 mil. Um, yep. <laughs> and then there was like a, we'll just wait it out and see if we can get them cheaper in the train. And the, um, the, the bigger transfer window, the, um, it would be the summer transfer window for the Europeans. Um, and now, well, that's completely gone, obviously. Um, <laughs> actually, even messaging this morning, yeah, it was... <laughs> I feel like the whole dynamic of it changed within an hour, I reckon. Yeah, because I, when I woke up this morning, I'd replied to you um, saying like, oh, that made a bid, it doesn't mean anything, it's not concrete. And then about 10 minutes later, I'd check my phone again. I'm like, oh, fuck, he's actually gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a 10-minute switch where I'm like, oh, he could still come. And then it was just, yeah, he'd accepted it and he's, he's a Chelsea player. He's still obviously yet to have his medical and sign. He signed a pre-agreement, but he hasn't signed the full contract. You know what um, needs to happen, lads? we gotta, we got to send a COVID uh, taxi, you know, take him to the wrong side of town, get that <laughs> medical done. So we'll, ha- we'll have him sitting, in our, uh, sitting with a doctor and then uh, – Hopefully we can send the transfer, the transfer money in and get it done. <laughs> was it Emmanuel Petit? He was going to sign for Spurs back in the day. I think. Um, I, I think we know like he, Emmanuel Petit arrived in London to go to Spurs, and I think we hijacked it last minute. So I think yeah. I, I was kind of, you know, I, I've on, obviously I've just said that it's a speculative signing. 100 mil, we're not sure what's going to happen, but I'm a fan of him. So if we could swoop in, it'd be great. But again, the transfer fee's huge. And so. when he gets there, he's also competing with about a dozen other forwards at the club. Like, as, yeah. And that's I, not I an exaggeration. Know. Yeah, I'm not joking. Oh, that have probably eight. But yeah, it's. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's going to be – it's a shit show over there, and I'm all for that because they're poor now and it's going to take them a long time to sort it out. Um, as long as their owner's just throwing money around and not thinking about it, that's good for anyone else that isn't a Chelsea fan, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, Shakhtar are like, you're fucking – you're away. Thanks for coming kind of thing. We'll take our 100 yeah. million run. <laughs> um, yeah, Todd – is it Todd Bowley? Is that yep. how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, fuck me. Like, I, I just, how, um, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> and they're not done signing attackers yet either. I can't remember his name, but there's a fellow who plays for PSV, a winger. They're almost guaranteed to sign him as well. Another young guy that's going to cost a lot of money. 
Yeah, right. Okay. Nah, that's not. Gappos at Liverpool. Um, oh, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Something I mean, like it's that. a fucking joke that they like they spent 11 mil on uh, Duar Felix. <laughs> like, well, that's just for the loan oh, the fee. Fee, like a loan fee. Yeah. That's just a loan fee. They've got to pay him six million euros in wages over six months, yeah. and he's now missing three games because he got sent off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I fucking hate Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um... <laughs> it's one of those ones, though. Like it's a good thing in years gone by, we would have been. You know, had the funds been there, been bullied into overpaying for him. I think our most recent bid was a massive overpay anyway. It was about 70 million with 25 million in add ons. That was like 30, 35 million more than I would have been comfortable with. Um, yeah. But if it meant, you know, at the end of the day, being right in that title race at the very end of the season, I was all for it. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, we've obviously got a budget there of a at least a hundred million, you could say. Um, whether that's for one player, I don't know. But you can sit there and look at around a prem, and there are players there that you could get that are quality and cost way less and provide a lot of much needed depth as well. Big time, man. Um, ab- yeah, absolutely. Couldn't could not agree more. I mean, today when we were just chatting, I was at work. I, my initial thought was like fucking Martin Ergo was a bag of chips essentially. Like yep. he's um like we have something for like thirty forty mil. I mean, yep. are you kidding me, man? Like he's one of the best fucking cams in the buddy Premier League now. He's fucking killing it. Like, and then this you know mind again I can't say I've seen him play like smashing a hundred mil is just obscene, fucking obscene, and um. I think it is going to be interesting because I reckon he would have thrived at Arsenal. However, again, obviously we back um, Arteta and Edu's decision on whoever they really target. So obviously he's got the potential. However, like you said, like Chelsea's in the mud. They're a fucking rubbish club. They might not be able to get the same out of him as he would have at Arsenal, you know? Like, so it doesn't really concern me that he signed for him. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And they're not getting the best out of, like, proven talents now. Like, mm-hmm. Sterling looks like half the player he was last year and the last two, yeah. three years prior to that. Um, Aubameyang looks dog shit. Kai Havertz <laughs> awful. Kai Havertz up top isn't helping anything at that football club. He makes so many silly decisions. Um, yeah, there'd be a fair few more there that just are either injured or they're there and playing and not playing well at all. Um, which, again, I'm happy to see that. But yeah. in saying that, I think, um, you know, we often say, you know, these guys are done. I uh, won't be back for five years. You know, they've got it all wrong. We won't see Chelsea back for a long time. I think mean, I disagree with that. I think um, they got a lot of talent there. You know, a lot of the players I had there were key in the Champions League winning campaign. Um, even a guy like Havertz, I think, if you ask most Chelsea fans, they would say, you know, where does this guy even play? Like, what's his, what's his, um, is he <laughs> a line? Like, where does this guy play? 
Uh, Sterling, I think, his form for England's always been great. Uh, has he has he been great for City really the last couple of years? He's been struggled to get him out been of pretty good, I thought. He's been scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, I think I think Chelsea can be back sooner than we think. You know, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Magic, yeah. Magic turns out well. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't put it past him. Like, yeah. Sorry, what was that, mate? I, I wouldn't be counting out Chelsea just yet. At yeah. least for the next couple of seasons, I think they could be back soon. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, I still think it was stupid, number one, to let um, Timo Werner go, and number two, um, Tuchel go as well. I still think it was just great for on Chelsea supporters. I still think Thomas Tuchel is such a fucking good manager, but anyway, he's gone now. And one player that's one player they've let go that doesn't get spoken about at all really is Rudiger. Yeah, I actually thought you were gonna say Giroud then. (laughs) 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 That that lamppost, Um, mate. Quite the post Arsenal career, hasn't he? Yeah mate. Fuck he's good. But no Rudiger, I couldn't agree more, Gav. Could not agree more. Um, you know, they, they signed Wesley Fofana, um, you know, young talent from Leicester. Cool Bali as well, right? Yeah, Cool Bali, that's the big name that I was just think, trying to think of. Yeah, no, he um, hasn't really shown his talent. Again, coming from a league that, oh, no disrespect to him, but it's fucking nowhere near the level that the Premier League is at. Um, yeah, anyway, I don't want to talk about Chelsea too much. Um, yeah. However, yeah, so now Mudrick's there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes anyway. It'll be interesting to see if he even gets a start, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I, you would assume he will just because of the money they've laid out for him. But, <laughs> yeah, who knows at that club. They could do anything and you wouldn't be surprised. Loan him out. You never know. Might bring back <laughs> Fernando Torres or something like that at this point. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm bringing people back. <laughs> uh, I think I saw something the other day. You know, I think Tuchel is short odds to come back to Chelsea. He's been it? mad really? to come back. Until yeah. fucked. I, so, I, I yeah. can't. Yeah. Um, I, I think, um, yeah, I think I tend to agree with you. I think he's better off um, <clears throat> yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. Um, just really quickly, do you happen to know what they're paying him per week? That point now. Who's that? Um, Audric, sorry. Nah, that's not released yet because he hasn't actually signed the formal agreement. He's only signed the pre-agreement. We can oh, guess. Okay. Well, I would say with the fee, geez, you'd be looking at close to... 200, I reckon. Oh, I was going to say 300, probably. And oh, you've got to... You've got to... Oh, 100 mil transfer fee. You've yeah. got to think he signed a seven-year contract. So by the time he's like 28, 29 in his prime, if he's signed a contract now for... 80, 100k a week, he's not going to be happy with that. Yeah. It'd be be a significant weekly wage. It has to be. Yeah, he'd be giving up his bargaining power doing that. You know, signing a long term contract on a. Yeah, I think the minimum mark uh, are 200 grand a week. Yeah, it'd have to be be 200 pounds a week. It might even be like 350, possibly. Fuck, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of money we're talking about now. yeah, I guess so, yeah. 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 Uh, Todd Bowley's coming and throwing his money around. Sorry. Yeah. 
What, what was uh, that? Well, um, that's Sorry. enough on the. <laughs> so thanks for listening to the Chelsea FC podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop talking about this. Go we'll stop talking about the second smallest London club, and we'll move on to what does that mean for the remainder of our window? Where are your guys' heads at? Well, um, yeah, for me, I am still concerned. I know that you, Gav, have um, a bit more faith than I do. I, I still reckon, like, yeah, I still reckon we need to sign forward. Um, that's got to be our priority, I feel. And like, because of um, Gabriel Jesus is being, being out now, it, um, yeah, for me, it, it, it's concerning. Uh, just, just personally, um, it, it needs to be a forward. Uh, Eddie and Kitty can't play 180 minutes a week. I've fucking banged on about this, you know, in the last potty, in the potty before, and the potty before that maybe as well. But like, for, and yeah, for me, he, yeah, we 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 got games coming out of our fucking assholes. Like, we he can't play that much, and um, it's it's going to be a point where. We'll be playing in the Premier League, an important game. They're all important. And he's either going to, you know, get, you know, tired, fatigued, and miss big opportunities, and we'll start being on the, you know, the Eddie hate train, I guess you'd say. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, we need to sign someone. Like, I don't, I don't think it's debatable, really. Um, that's, that's just my point of view. However, they could prove me wrong. I don't know. What do you reckon, Andy? Yeah, I think I'd probably agree more with Gav. I think I do have faith in Edu. In terms of options, I've said to you guys, we should definitely look at Zaha. He's a guy who is probably towards the end of his you know, window to have that big career move. And mm-hmm. I think he's a gooner, isn't he? He is an Arsenal yeah. fan, yeah. Life so fan. I don't know what his contract situation is at Palace, but... You know, I mean, being Premier League proven and being so important to Palace, I think, you know, we probably would be paying top dollar for him, which is, you know, a, a factor. Um, but he he's a proven Premier League player and he's an option. Uh, I guess by getting him, what we could do is we could uh, shift Martinelli um, to be a nine and we could play Zaha on the left wing in his preferred position. Assuming that Eddie doesn't play said games. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if, if we, yeah, assuming if uh, we, we give Eddie a break. Uh, I think Eddie's done really well. So, Eddie's got to be starting. I mean, we don't really have anyone else. And what I've said to Gav is we, I think we need a tool. We need a an aerial threat. Doesn't have to be top draw. Could be a temporary solution. Um, in terms of options, though, I don't really don't really have any names. I'm thinking of like a Chris Chris Wood type player, a guy who can come and do a job for 15 minutes. Let's say it's not working, and we just need to get balls in the box. We need someone who can come in and, and do a job like that. Because I mean, we're not going to be chucking Rob Holding at nine for 10 minutes, are we? So no, <laughs> yeah, not a chance, not a chance. Um, so yeah, I I agree. Uh, 100% agree, Andy. I think it's a really good point. Um, 
Yeah, what do you reckon, Gav? Uh, you're on the same same page as Andy. Um, just to be clear, I hundred percent get like the anxiety of your point as well. Um, there's there needs to be depth there, like it just simply does. Um, I think where I'm a bit more calm about it is I've got full faith in Edu and Mikel. That might be blind faith. I don't know. We could be fucked in January and get no one. <laughs> um, but in terms of if we are to sign someone, there's kind of like two ways to look at it, I think. Um, whether we pursue another versatile forward who can play across that front three, like Mudrick or Jao Felix, who we've been interested in, obviously. Or if we... Because Jesus is only out for a couple more months. And mm. then when he's back and he's fit, he's automatically back in that starting 11. Eddie's back to the backup striker. And then, you know, next season, Balogun's back. So there's three strikers. There's a rotation right there. So if you are to pigeonhole this signing and get an out-and-out striker, it can't be anyone super expensive, I don't think, unless the plan is in the future to move Eddie on or to move Balogun on. I don't know. Um, But whoever it is at this stage, I don't think it necessarily needs to be... Obviously, it doesn't need to be a £100 million signing. That's just... Ludicrous. Um, but yeah, like, say we do have a budget of £90 million. Pounds. You can get two quality signings there for depth, whether it's, you know, Trossard, who's out of favour at Brighton, essentially been banished, um, you know, lob £40 million to Brighton and see, if, see what they say. Um, if you want to get a backup midfielder, parties probably due an injury. Xhaka's probably due an injury, a suspension, something like that. Um, we've got a lot of big games coming up. And if there is a budget of like 90 million, I think it's probably better off getting two pretty good players that will fit the system. I don't think the timeline matters as much for a role player. Like if they're a bit older, 27, 28, that's yeah, absolutely that. sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the depth is, oh, 100%, I get where you're coming from with that anxiety about that. We do need depth. Um, you can't, like you look at City over the years, like, if they've got the luxury of bringing on Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Riyad Mahrez, Julian Alvarez, you know what I mean, as a substitute. Like oh, we'd, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'd spend stupid money on a player like that. And for them to have them as a rotation piece is why they're so successful. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a funny one. And we're midway through January now, and obviously our main target has gone, um, which sucks, but it's happened. We've got a move on and have a conscious plan forward, I think. Um, whether it's short-term or long-term, I don't know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I fully get where you're coming from in terms of that anxiety and stuff, but I'm also just fully on board with Arteta and Edu. I've just I've got to put all my faith in them, really. Because if I don't, I'll start to yeah. overthink and lose my mind. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's fairly easy to do that. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I think we're programmed to have that state of anxiety and <laughs> shyness. Like, over the years, we're programmed to be concerned all the time and worried about the drop-off. Like, it's just yeah. built into us at this point. Well, that was one of the problems with <laughs> 2016, <laughs> right? Well, 2016 and, and last season, we, we probably didn't bring in the players we needed and it cost us in the end. So exactly. it's natural yeah. to have that anxiety. You know, from time to time we'll come out with this 
marquee signing on the deadline day, like Ozil, uh, back in the day. Mm. But um, I just, I think Edu's kind of proven that they have a pretty good plan. So they may have a pretty good plan, but do they have a plan B or C? Which is what we're going to have to see now to get what we want. The next two weeks, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's, um, yeah, I, yeah, I do, I do understand where you boys are coming from. And you know what? I love like the attitude as well because I feel like, you know, at times I'm a bit either pessimistic or realistic. I don't know, either one, like, not really the attitude to have. Um, because, yeah, like you both just said, like, Edwin and Artes really proved a lot of people wrong in in their decisions on who they on who they summon, like, especially with Ben White. Like, that was probably... That was 50 mil for him. It's a bargain now, like, honestly. Mm. And, um, yeah, so, look, I, I hope they do prove me wrong, that's for sure. Um, and I do hope they, yeah, have a plan B, like I said, Andy. Um, who that is, yeah, I, I don't know. On the, on the Zaha note, I'm not... I, I feel like... For him, it could be a very similar situation to Jack Grealish. Like, um, you know, he, he flourishes at a, at a club, like a small club, because he's the standout. And then Jack Grealish goes to Manchester City, and you know, he's like scored seven goals and seven assists in like 60 games or something. Like, it's fucking rubbish. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so for me, like, I would hate to see that happen to someone like. Wilfred Zaha, if he did come to Arsenal. Um, and on that note as well, Gav, like, you bring up a good point with if we do sign like a marquee signing, um, yeah, then Gary comes back. And what do we do with him? Is he just going to be like a, like a bench player or like, yeah, so I guess it's something I hadn't really thought of as well. I think right now I'm so like, um, tunnel vision towards the end of this season and this season alone. Uh, yeah. No. So obviously Arteta and Edu are, are there for a reason. They're doing a good job and they're thinking ahead of time as well. And uh, yeah, I guess we've just got to trust in them. Um, uh, yeah. A land post that just signed for United about Berghurst would have been um, interesting <laughs> actually. Cause he's like yeah. seven foot tall. Like a big bastard. <laughs> I think he's 6'9", isn't he? Or 6'8"? Yeah. Oh, shit. Actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Goldwich is a... Uh, Mark Goldwich is favourite player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly the kind of player I think we need. It's just a different look. Um, I think in our yeah. Newcastle game, particularly, we need someone like that because I think, you know, towards the end, we were putting quite a lot of crosses in. Um, yeah. A lot of them were heights, but... You know, we have we have great wingers, obviously, world class wingers. Um, Fuck yeah! We just need someone who can sort of do a job. Well, like, where's Andy Carroll? Get in. <laughs> where's Giroud? Yeah. Like, realistically, how much do you think you have to pay Fulham to let Mitrovic come over? Oh, I don't think it'd be a lot. They're not a wealthy club, Fuck and it. they're probably gonna. Oh, they're doing well this year, to be fair. They're still on the. They still have Premier League money. I think. Yeah. You know. Because he'd be the sort of player I'd be more than happy to take, like a thirty million punter. I think. 
Yeah, that's yeah. A good shot. I, I do like it because he's in good form and he's one of those players where, you know, maybe for a few years you thought he's a great championship player, but can he bring it to the Premier League? I think this is the year where he's finally proving it. Yeah, so I think that, that Fulham team's a lot better than it has been over the years as well. Um, but that would be like strictly as a role player, though, like for that guy who's just going to be in and around the club, like because he doesn't fit the system well at all. Like, can you imagine him tracking back and trying to do Gabriel Jesus' yeah. job? Like that whole front <laughs> system would have to change. Well, yeah. At this stage of his career, you know, I guess we can't get inside his head, but at this point, you know, Fulham, they're in what sixth place, yeah. something like that. Um. It's not going to get much better, and I, I do I do really like Fulham, despite them being another London club. But mm. he's, you know, probably <laughs> no it's not spot for Fulham purely yeah. because of uh, Mark Swartzfang. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> and my first Premier League, the first ever Premier League game I went to when I was about fifteen was uh, at Craven Cottage, Fulham versus Sunderland, um, and that was a great experience. So, like you, I have a soft spot for Fulham. But um, yeah, I, I think I think we could be able to entice Mitrovic with, you know, the opportunity to win the league to go to a, a big club, even if he is a bit of a role player. But I guess it's up to him. You know, he's he's a star yeah. at Fulham. Is he willing to come to Arsenal just to do a role? So exactly. Yeah. So a name like Zaha as well. Like we can't forget he's thirty years old. He's out of contract this year at some stage. I think it's after the season. Okay. Um, okay. He's 30 years old, so you could potentially get him quite cheap and he's not going to be around. You could sign into a two, three-year contract for not heaps of money because mm. otherwise he might just walk. Yeah, um, He might want to stay there, I don't know. As you say, he does shine at Palace. He's been there a long time. Um, he might want to stay, who knows. Um, but it'd be, I feel like it'd be hard for him to turn something like that down, um, especially this season. Yeah. Like Arsenal are doing quite well. If he had a chance to maybe, you know, make an impact on a title challenging team, like it'd be hard to say no to that, and especially him being an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Yeah. If if you give him the opportunity, if you give him a sniff at possibly winning the league, I think he'd take it, hey. With his boiled club, like why exactly. would say no? Exactly. An important thing to mention though is would would Edu because we've talked, we've talked about it being a five-year plan. We're ahead of schedule. Are they going to be keen to disrupt the kind of player we've been bringing in for this yeah. season alone? You know, bringing in a Zaha for three or four years probably doesn't really make sense in our, in our, you know, what we've been bringing in. If it's strictly like as a role yeah. player. Yeah sort of role, I think it would. Mm. And if it means the difference between, you know, second and first this year. That's true. I, I guess what, I, what I'm trying mm. to say is, is Edu willing to do that? Um, I guess, again, it remains to be seen. Yeah. But we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. We will. We will, yeah. You make a lot of good points there, boys. Um, tough questions, that's for sure. Mm. That's a, thing. a lot of good points, but no answers to any of them, which is frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is very frustrating. Yeah. It's well, like a nervous time, so that's for sure. Apparently there's a game on tomorrow um, morning, our time, lads. Apparently. <laughs> there is. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about um, the title challenge and 
the next few seasons. But yeah. um, in the end, it's one game at a time. And yeah. we've got Spurs away tomorrow morning. So, yeah. Then if you guys want to start Should on we, that. Uh, uh, yeah. We'll, might just do, we'll do a little catch-up on the league table. Of course. And then we'll have a little break and then come back to that match preview, I reckon. Yeah. So, <laughs> the league table. How good does it look right now? United doing Holy us a solid fuck. this morning. Sorry? So United doing us a solid this morning? Huge. Absolutely huge result. Um, 2-1. 2-1 at home against Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Fuck, this raises a lot of questions. Yeah. A lot of um, questions. Again, probably can't answer them, but a lot of good, uh, you know, a lot of good things to think about, that's for sure. Personally, oh, I mean, fuck. <laughs> I would have preferred a draw, and I, I said this to Gab last night because you guys might disagree, but I do think United are in the title race now. I really do. I think they've um, Rashford's in the form of his life, and um, I do rate him. I think he's a great player. But I did see something the other day. It was a comparison. It was one of my stupid. Um, a stupid meme um, photos, and it was like uh, Rashford now was better than any version of Henri. And you know, oh, um, sometimes you think you're living in a different world. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Am I dreaming or something? Like, Come on, save a dream. <laughs> I, um, I, I went and watched Rashford when United came to Australia with with my brother Will, who's a big United fan, and Rashford's huge. Like he's a he's a big guy. He's quick. Um, I think he's quality. Um, we've got some key players in Casemiro. Um, I think he's huge. Um, we've got Ericsson playing well. So I think, I think yeah, they're right in the title challenge. So a draw would have been a better result, but um, <laughs> City beating United, sorry, United beating City, City is better than City being, beating United, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Because we, we can put um, a decent lead on those two if we win tomorrow. So if it were to be a draw... City would have been on 40, and yep. then United would have been on 36. Yep. And, yeah, look, maybe maybe you're right, Andy. I, yeah, maybe that would have been a better result. I'm not too sure. I, I think if we're thinking about, okay, first of all, I'm, I think Gavin and I are on the same page in saying that we're not worried about United in the slightest, Gav. It's not that I'm not worried about them. I'm far more concerned about Manchester City than I am Manchester United, and I don't think that should be a shock to anyone who's watched the Premier League in the last five years. It's Man City or Man City. Um, United Mm -hmm. have got themselves in a great position, like Andy said, but I'm far more confident in United having a drop-off late on. Um, Granted, they are playing well. Rashford's doing really well. Um, they have brought in quality players, as Andy said, but yeah. they've also brought in Ten Hag, who isn't taking any sort of bullshit, yeah. and he's actually got them playing football again. Yeah. Similar to Arteta, you know, Arteta had to stand up to a Bamiyang. Ten Hag said a similar thing with Ronaldo, and um, yeah, fair, fair play yeah. to United. Um, can't say I like him very much, but yeah, I think <laughs> they're on the up, and I think I thought to myself last night. Um, I think it's the most significant result for United since Fergie left, with everything else behind it, with the context and everything. But they, they actually yeah, seem like the mm. I think there may have been false um, 
false uh, glimpses of them coming back in the past. Maybe not, but um, they actually look like they're onto something. So, yeah. It's um, it's just uncanny timing that, you know, because we've, we've been better than them definitely in the last, well, yeah, since Fergie left. I'm not fucking debating that with anyone at all. Um, <laughs> Jacket might say otherwise. However, <laughs> um, soon to be yeah, seen on just, the, GM, the Arsenal, <clears throat> um, the Gunners GM podcast, Jacko. I'm sure we'll see him soon if you're listening, Jacko. <laughs> um, but like, I it's just yeah, like I, I do agree. I think this is probably the best they've been since yeah, for, or maybe you could throw Mourinho in there actually. That's um, true. They yeah. They've not won a trophy since oh. 2017. That was when Mourinho yeah. was there. He's, yeah. He said, and, yeah. I was, Mark, I was going to say, I, I remember him saying um, getting United second was his greatest ever achievement. Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. But again, I, I think hate um, him, however. He's a quality manager. I, I think. Um, as I said, maybe false glimpses. I, I don't. I don't think that was ever a long term thing. I think he got the most out of that that group. That's for sure. But I think, yeah, I think so. now looks kind of looks like it's going to be a longer term uh, success potentially. I use that. No, I agree. Say, yeah, I think yeah. What I was going to say is um, just like any timing now that like we're fucking you know sitting pretty on top. And we haven't been like this in a long time as well. Yeah. Um, again, we've been, again, um, overall better than them, I reckon, in terms of um, ladder finishes and, you know, what we've won compared to what we've back they've won. Um, well, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Another, another big aspect of that is another big aspect of us versus them is how much money they have spent on transfers and wages over, mm. like, say, now to 2017. It's not even close. And they've still not won a thing. Not a yeah. FA Cup, not a community <laughs> show, nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. At least since. Um, Europe, was, it, Europe, Europe, was it 2016? 2017, they won Europe. Yeah, like, yeah. At least since then, yeah. yeah. So they did win the FA um, Cup in six, 2016 and then, yeah, yeah. the Europa League. Europa yeah, League was their last trophy. I know yeah. that. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just do it. And uh, really quick, I've just seen some canny timing that they're yeah, starting to play good again. And yep. we're fucking killing it. Mm. But, yeah, like I said, Gav, I'm more concerned about Manchester City. There's, um, I think most Arsenal fans should agree with that because of Manchester City being Manchester City. I don't think they'll take this defeat lightly at all. Um, but it, it, there's a question. My biggest question, probably from the result, was... Have teams started to figure out Pep's Pep's Manchester City? Like, is that the biggest question out of out of this result? Like, do like they're not obviously like in terms of the last five years, especially they've they've looked nearly fucking undefeatable. You know, like they've been a reckoning force that you just can't fucking get anything out of. And um, this season, I think it's I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, to me, they do look better. They've had three losses, you know? One to United, one to Brentford. Was the other one? No. Yeah. They have a draw. 
I feel like Brentford did it. Yeah. yeah. Southampton. Yeah, I think so. The other day. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's it's really fucking good time for every other Premier League club. I mean, like, I'm, I've been sick of seeing them, you know, be on top for years and years. So that, that I think that was my biggest pondering point after that result. And um, and that's no dis- disrespect to United because I do think like they actually played okay. Um, not well, but they played okay. So the better, The better team lost that game for sure. Mm, yeah, for sure. Same with Southampton in the cup the other day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, like they still played like, like Washington Cancelo fucking killed was was all oh, fuck. He's such a good player. And then obviously I only watched the first half because I had to work early this morning. Um, yeah, I mean Fred was just uh, you know on the on the man mark just fucking. Hang around De Bruyne like a bad smell kind of thing, and um, that's all it did. It wasn't very exciting for Manchester United, but it worked, I guess. So, yeah, you know. Well, the the city's goal, I think, was one of the a few times. The commentator said this. I remember when I was watching it. Um, Fed was nowhere to be seen. Uh, De Bruyne kind of did that little diagonal um, mm. towards the corner. The winger gave it to him. He skipped past. Um, I'm not sure. Anyway, and he crossed it in for Grealish. So, yeah, I think Fred probably did a, a good job overall, apart from that moment. Um, mm, yeah, like you guys, I thought City were a better team. Um, probably, uh, yeah, up until City scored, and then United brought on Gamacho um, and they just pushed for it and they scored. I think their first goal, which we could talk about, uh, potentially, well, I think controversial, because I think Rashford influenced the play in that Edison didn't know who was going to shoot because Rashford's there. Um, another one of our mates could enlighten us, Jono. We could have him on in a few weeks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, you know, United got the job done. I didn't like City's body language after United equalised. Almost every player was around the ref. If I was mm. the Bruno, I would have gotten the players away from the ref and just said, guys, with a better team here, just refocus. But yeah, within a few minutes, so, it was two one, and yeah. For us, what do you reckon? Like for both of you boys, like I want you to answer. Like honestly, what do you reckon that means for for us? Like, do you reckon it changes anything in terms of I don't know the next five games or so? You know, like is it? You ask. Anyone in that coaching setup at Arsenal or a player or a fucking photographer, that question, they will say, we are taking it game by game. They don't care yeah. about anything in advance. It's game by game. They won't give a flying fuck about any other game except for Spurs tomorrow. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They won't care about City in a couple of weeks. They won't care about United, Liverpool in April. It's tomorrow, and then it'll be back to training, go again for the next game. Welcome back to the second part of the episode. Uh, we're going to be ripping into a little bit of North London Derby chat. Boys, how are we? Um, what are we thinking? Because uh, there's a lot to discuss. There's a yeah, lot to there, discuss. It's a big game. There, yeah, there is. There's a few points I've noted, like today especially. Apparently, Benton is not playing or very, very unlikely to play, and he's a massive for the way they play, especially like the way they sit back. He runs the middle of the park there. If he's not there, that's pretty huge. 
Yeah, I think um, it's it's going to leave them yeah pretty exposed, especially with yeah like you just said how they how they play and how they just sit back. You know, fucking eighty nine minutes of the game really. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see then how they hold their defensive shape as well because as we know. Your CDM's essentially the fucking the backbone of your defensive structure. Um, that very when, tasty for Odegaard, I would say. Ha, yeah, big time. Very tasty, big yeah, with, um, with the form he's in, yeah, we look to look to him to have a big game. Yeah. I think. Yeah, um, and so he, he might have a fucking field day with um, Benteke not being there. Uh, he has been, he's proven to be a really good signing this season, actually, I had to admit it, but mm. he has, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they put there, like, I'm hoping they put, like, an Eric Garner there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> That's unlikely. He's been playing centre, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, centre-back for them pretty yeah. much every game. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Oh, saying. righto. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know who they're... Their backup would be Hoiberg there. Um, there, but he yeah. starts each game. Um, they've got Basuma, I believe he's injured, could be wrong. Basuma, yeah, um, okay. Oliver, um, Oliver Skip as well. Yeah. yeah, Skip. Oh, yeah, he's a young, young fella. Um, he's the only guy you'd say, really I was gonna say, the only proper so, GM there is probably Basuma, mm. you know, if Benton Cure is not playing, you know, a, a guy, who could, yeah, uh, probably. I mean, whose main goal is to screen passes. It'd be like us putting Zucker where party is. You know, Zucker's more of a deep line playmaker rather than a, um, a guy. You're, you're saying Jacker, aren't you? Oh, yeah, Granit Xhaka. Yeah, Granit Xhaka, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying Saka. I was like... Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe I did. He's a man of many talents. <laughs> yeah, Chuck the kind. Might as well. <laughs> um, but seriously, yeah, I think this is... Big for us if he doesn't play because I do, you know, you got to respect the good players. Like, he is a good player, and um, it'll be great to see him not play, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you reckon? What are your thoughts on that, Gav? Um, just in terms of Bentker not being there, I've very rarely got compliments for any Spurs player, but Oliver Skip's actually got a lot about him. Like, I really fucking rate that kid. Um, it's, you know, I was talking to one of our mates who is a Spurs fan, bless him. Um, <laughs> Hip's not been playing. Um, is that the um, Arsenal fan in disguise? <laughs> or, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Um, we might see him in a few weeks. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, like I think Skip can do a decent job there, but I feel like that middle of the park is going to be overrun um, with our midfield. I think we've had one of the highest performing midfields in the league so far, like consistently. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be a big key area for us to exploit. Um, but also their wing-backs, their full-backs, whoever they've got there, I think that's a massive lie for them. Even though they're playing five-back and there's a lot of cover there, their wing-backs have been ordinary all year, regardless of who's there. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people rate Perisic. Um, I do as a player, but not as a wing-back. Very much an attacking player. Yeah. Like, if he was on the wing, I, I actually do rate him. I, if, he was, if he was on the wing, I think he's, um, he's a very efficient player. Um, and he can he can do damage, but if he's in that wide pack position, I'd back um, I'd back uh, Bakayo Saka to to get him behind him and cause a lot of damage. 
Yeah, so I actually don't have the same opinion on Perisic as you fellas. I, I really don't rate him. Um, again, coming from a shit league, uh, yeah, and it might have something to do with coming into this Antonio Conte rubbish formation that, you know, kind of got himself scraping fifth fifth spot. Um, yeah, and it might have something to do with that. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think he's all right, but I don't think he's fucking anything to hang on about. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, For me, I'm I think... Um, not trying to compare him to, like, a Riyad Mahrez or anything. Like, I think he's a decent player. Um, but, yeah, as a fullback, he's shocking. Yeah, okay. No, fair enough. Um, for me, if Longley plays, I think he's been a bit of a liability for them. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it's been Longley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Emerson Royale's also rubbish. Davidson Sanchez, also rubbish. Matt Doherty, rubbish. Um, <laughs> Eric Dye, obviously, rubbish. So, worst of the lot. <laughs> hey. The worst of the lot, Eric Dyer. Yeah. He's um, of English uh, starting, you know, fame, along with Harry Maguire, which is yeah, it's baffling. Yeah. Anyway, um, but, yeah, I, going back to Benteke, um, yeah, big loss for them, huge win for us. I'd love to see it. Even if, look, to be really honest, even if he was playing, I'd still be confident that we're going to win. Um, but, yeah. It helps the cause anyway, so it helps the cause, that's for sure. Um, no one else of significance that are, like, that's out from him? You know, Gab? Not that I'm aware of. I think Kulisevsky has been nursing injuries here and there, like <laughs> in starting Brian Gill. I don't know if you even know who that is. I remember when he moved, yeah. Yeah. he was very highly rated. Yeah. When he um, moved uh, a few years ago. So he started their last couple of games. Um He's okay. very, very ordinary, I think. But, yeah. Above yeah. that's because Kulisevsky's out. That's why he's starting. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's fair. Kulisevsky's not a bad player, actually. Andy's a ginger, so Andy and I have to like him. <laughs> <laughs> that's best way the team the um, podcast <laughs> represents. Fingers <laughs> and Mark podcast. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, that's essentially why I kind of wonder the touch on with the Ventica injury. Um, yeah, what about you boys? What was that in terms of Ventica being out? Yeah, anything more to touch on? Uh, it will make a difference for them. I don't know how big. Um, I just I don't rate them at all. Like, I think we've got more than enough quality to break them down, even though they're going to be sat back and trying to play on the counter. I think we've got more than enough quality and knowledge and fitness to break them down and do a job. Yeah, I agree, mate. 100% agree. My only really <laughs> real um, worry, if we want to get into concerns, or yep. do, do you want to? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just Kane. I think, you know, Kane can just turn it on sometimes. And he's done it before, you know, in North London derbies. So he's a, he's a great player. Um, but I think if we can keep him quiet, you know, he'll probably look to drop into the midfield as he does, and he'll, he'll play those balls in behind. Um, so we could potentially keep him quiet, you know, unlike Harland's last night, where um, United allowed him to get the ball into that area. 
we probably don't want to be doing that too much. I think Kane's much more dangerous in that position. Um, but I think, as you guys have said, I think we got more than enough quality to play our game and and to win. I, I think it's just important about starting strong. We don't want to give them and the home crowd too much confidence. I mean, if we can start well, grab an early goal, I'd be very, very confident. Yeah, and um, you know, everyone knows that we start very strong as well, so that um, yeah, definitely helps in our favour. And I think we will. Like we, we 100% we will start strong, as we always do, coming out fucking 200% kind of thing. Um, yeah. To bag a goal, like an early goal, would be huge. Absolutely huge. Um, just to hear nothing from the home home crowd, um, be fucking amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing, yeah. But uh, we'll see what happens because there's every chance that they just park the bus immediately. So, um, yeah, whether it's like a 5-4-1 or a 4-5-1, yeah, who knows. Um yeah, but we'll see how it goes with um, start of the game. Gav, what do you reckon, mate? Um, just in terms of like, the main concerns, literally Harry Kane getting a penalty, that is <laughs> that is it for me. Um, <laughs> Some dodgy penalty. That's yeah. not, you know, trying to be arrogant or bantery and biased. It's That's literally it for me. Like giving away a shit pen and Harry Kane scoring, that's it for me. Um, in terms <laughs> of like... Spurs this year, they are very, very prone to a mistake, especially in the back line. There's been, you know, three or four times at least that I've seen that Hugo Lloris has had a stinker and given the mm. way and scored. He did it uh, for Jesus in the reverse leg earlier in the year. Um, you and I are at Pig and Whistle in Brisbane watching that. Um, I was, I don't know, getting a beer and I was like a minute late for the half to restart and then I hear everyone out the front in the garden screaming. And I'm like, fuck, I missed something. <laughs> I just scored. And then I'm like, oh, there was two Spurs fans here. They probably haven't scored. I wouldn't be able to hear them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, that's going to be one of the big uh, prone to errors. And if we can capitalise on them, um, it's, yeah, I think it's not going to be. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely huge, hey? Yeah. Um, I do. Also, feel like they could fucking grab a shitty, shitty late goal mm-hmm. as they always have this season. That's probably another concern of mine because um, they're good for it, that's for sure. But it's just a matter of, yeah, not making any mistakes. Just, yeah, which, not, not to, to um, talk them down, but yeah, Saliba's been prone to a couple of mistakes here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, no one's perfect, and he's only 21 or something, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. he has been a bit slow coming back from the World Cup because both France made the final. He wasn't really playing. So I think, yeah, he's still shaking off a bit of cobwebs. Um, yeah, which yeah. is understandable. I think, you know, yeah. we got a fantastic back two. Fantastic back four, I'd say. Um, Fuck, but, yeah. But like you, Mark, I think if a game's near wall, and it's, you know, we're getting into the 70th, 80th, 90th minute. Jeez, anything could happen. So yeah. I think getting a goal, an early goal, um, at least a goal in the first half is crucial. I think I'd, I'd be shocked if we gave up a, a lead, if we if we take the lead. 
I think. Mm. And even if we went one nil down, I think I'd back us to bounce back. We've shown we have character. And, yeah. I think, just to touch on concerns, I think if Kuliseski does play, um, I'm not sure what the odds are. I think he's a great player. And, yeah, the, the link-up between Kane and uh, Kuliseski is a worry. But, again, nullify Kane, I think that's a big part of a problem, you know, taken care of. Yeah, big time, mate. <laughs> big time. Um, yeah, he's a good striker. Not going to take that away from him. Fucking hate him, but he's a good striker. <laughs> he's one of our own, isn't he? Um, what was he doing? <laughs> 2004. He wishes. The Invincibles yeah. um, parade. He's a closet yeah. Arsenal fan. Well, what shirt were you wearing, Harry? <laughs> a bit like someone we know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, either way, look, I'm saying all that, like, uh, in terms of what could happen and, you know, this and that, I am still confident. And we're going to win. Um, yeah. I yeah, like we were just saying before, definitely the most confident I've been in terms of North London Derby at uh, Spurs home ground, that's for sure. It's been a long time. Um, been a long time. I think I had it up just before. Um, the actual stats going there, um, at least for the last two games, haven't been good. Yeah. So last year... It was uh, the 12th of May, 2022. We got beaten 3-0. Um, didn't actually play there in 2021. But played there in 2020. That was 2-0 to Spurs. So hasn't been good on the road going there. And um, I think every Arsenal fan knows that too. But this year, like you said, Gav, um, I'm with you, man. I'm fucking well, very there's, um There's context to every game and it's harder to remember like individual yeah. details over like two, three years ago. But let's look at last game, last year, at um, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Let's not forget we were playing really, really well. And then Rob Holding had got two of the most infuriating fucking yellows I've ever seen and got sent off. And from there it was just curtains. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. potential concerns, yeah. of course. If that could happen. Um, Gabrielle has a bit of a, a fiery streak. We, I guess we know about Granite. Um, one thing I'd say is Granite's not as exposed as probably he has been in the past in terms of, you know, formations and the way we play. Um, and I guess a lot of the pundits would point to our inexperience as a problem in terms of winning the league. But again, I, I back our boys to rise to the occasion to um, banish the ghosts of last season. I think. I think so, McCauley loves yeah. bringing up the past, doesn't he? The old tweets and whatnot. I think for him, that's probably <laughs> a good way to motivate the players. Obviously, they don't need enough motivation. You motivation. Can just get up the result from last night. Um, but yeah, I think banishing the ghosts of last year is is huge, and I think we're we're primed to do it. To be honest. I was trying to think of the last time we won at White Hart Lane. Was it the Flamini volley in the cup years and years ago? Or has there, there been Fuck, one? I don't know. Testing my memory now, yeah. Andy. We've had a few calls. <laughs> yeah, obviously, Kane's played a role in probably three or four. Like, he's been the match winner. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I think it was. Been. I think Flamini scored a... It was a pretty bloody good goal. Yeah, that was, that was a long time ago. Yeah, he volley. got through that game. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might have been it, though. I think yeah. if you go back and look through the... 
us results. It's probably the last time we've won there. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. at the Emirates, we've been dominant. Yeah. But you could say the same for them yeah. over the last few years. So it's time to uh, win both games, I think. Best time to be. I think we're... Yeah, that's it. Um, no, just looking back at it now, like, um, obviously we had Gabrielle holding, so, uh, yeah, Cedric and Tommy Asu playing last year, which is interesting. Um, compared to now, we didn't have Party last year. Um, we didn't have Gabrielle Jesus last year. Funnily enough, Eddie played as well, but um, this will be his time to uh, uh, turn the tables, that's for sure. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you chuckling about? <laughs> oh, well, well, well. Shall we turn tables? <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really confident um, going there. Yeah, I, 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 I just don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fussed at all, really. I'm really keen to watch it. So, a couple hypotheticals. Should we lose? Uh, we'd remain five points clear of second. Um, draw were six points clear. Win were eight points clear. A win there yeah. tomorrow, which taking out the math and all the other external factors, I think we win anyway. But an eight-point lead um, over City, especially after this morning's result, is huge. Um, and yeah. even below City, you've got United right behind them, one point behind. Um, they've got a relatively rough run coming up, United have, so I can see them dropping a fair few points. Um, and then you compare mm-hmm. that to our run where we have United coming up um, at the Emirates as well. I think we win that. We win that well. Again, that's not being arrogant. I think that's just what happens. Um, so, yeah, it's, I'm not super concerned about all the other external point differences and all of that right now. Like, I just genuinely do think we win that game in the morning. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, it's good that you, you yeah, like, it, it, yeah, eight point, fucking eight point lead. Just think, like, hypothetically, again, obviously, um, would be huge, absolutely huge, mm-hmm. especially then um, Tottenham actually versus City. The following week, like the following week. Yep. So, Spurs have always been their bogey team, that's for sure. Um, so, I mean, like, imagine if they drop points again, um, or they, you know, I think I'd still, I don't know, actually. We, we do a job on them this week, it. and they'll be um, seeking blood next week. I think that's for what we want, you know. We, we, yeah, but I don't really like the, the idea of be going to Spurs, you know? Mm. <laughs> Even now. <laughs> and yeah. the other thing is um, we've left three points at home last week against Newcastle too. We're going to be itching for three points. Yeah. Like it's mm. In those players' minds, it's not an option to get anything less than that. Like it's going to be primed for it. Yeah. That's it. That's that's the only goal we can, you know, come away with. Really, that's the only result we can come away with is three points. Like, and I think that's what the boys would be thinking going into that game as well. Um, well yeah, it's only nine hours away, or whatever it is at the moment. Um, yeah. Just had that before, but yeah. So yeah, it is. It's it, obviously it's a must win. Everyone knows that it's a must win for Spurs. They're they're sitting fifth. For them, 
if they win, they go above Newcastle United, but then Newcastle United have a game in hand. Yeah. It's relevant to us, but like, anyway. Um, either way, it, it's going to be a cracking game, I feel. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think we're going to have a lot of possession. A lot of possession, I reckon. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm pretty confident going there, though, that's for sure. Um, there's no way they're gonna, predictions. There's no way they're going to sit there and yeah. try and trade punches with us, like um, metaphorically. Like they're going to sit back. It's just <clears throat> it will happen. They will yeah. sit back. Even if it's nil at the seventy fifth or eighty eighth minute, I reckon that's when they'll start pushing their head. I reckon we can back goal in ten minutes. No worries at all. As soon as they start going for the win, we're fucking dominating. For sure, it's what happened in um, in the first game. It's, it's I can guarantee it's going to happen at Morning Morning. Like this is Spurs we're talking about here. Like they played for the draw until they fucking need a win. Yeah. And um, yeah. And this is the... like, what do you reckon on that boy? Because I reckon that's exactly how it's going to go. Well, yeah, that leaves... if it does, like yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Oh no, I was going to say like if they can hold us out for 75, 80 minutes or whatever. I reckon that's when they'll start going forward, mm-hmm. and that's when we're fucking banging a goal or two. I couldn't like, I'd nearly put money on it if I was a better man. Like honestly, um, whether that's like a Martinelli fucking runaway because he's so good, um, he's gonna make a meal of whoever's there right back, Emerson Royale probably. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why that's haven't been released, but yeah, yeah, I reckon he's gonna fucking send him to the shops. I'll tell you what, buddy. Milk and bread, please. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Naps and an ESR late run into the box, which he loves to do. Yeah, that was going to be my next point. Whoever those wide fullbacks are for Spurs, they're going to be gassed after double teaming Martinelli and Saka for 60, 70 minutes. Mm. Emil's going to come yeah. on and he can have a field day there. He won't start. He's not fit. Fit enough to start, yeah. rather. But he's fit enough to come on and do a job, much like he was doing a lot last year before he got injured. Last season, before he got injured again, um, he'd scored, yeah. you know, like seven or eight goals off the bench, and it was in the last sort of thirty minutes of a the game. There's tired legs out there. He'd just come on and get it done. Um, and as you said, it's going to time out well because they're probably chasing a win realistically. Oh, they have to um, really. They have yeah, to. So they're gonna. There's going to be. 15, 20 minutes left and they're going to open it up a bit. And then, you know, when you've got the quality of Martin Odegaard or even this year, especially the ball playing ability of like a Granite Jacker or Thomas Party, there's mm. going to be gaps there. And, you know, Emil, running, yeah, Emil coming in behind, Eddie, fucking Saka, whoever it is in that front front three, like, there's going to be gaps, there'll be spaces. And that probably yeah, this year, especially to fucking put them away. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's written in the stars, baby. It's fucking written already. Yeah. Just watch it happen. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with you, mate. It's I can nearly like I can I can nearly already see it happening exactly like that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. However, I do also see him fucking crashing earlier with back like three 0 I hope it's not um, a good game. As in, I hope it's game over in 20 minutes in our favor, oh, you know. 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'd like I'd love nothing more. to be able to relax, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, 
do you want it, guys want to do a we could do a starting 11 and then a command 11 or just one of the two um i think the starting 11 sort of going to ride itself for yeah. arsenal really um the only real question probably be who's playing left back yeah um I think in the context of this game, we're going to be controlling the ball a lot more. Um, so I think Zinchenko is the guy that will start because he does, he will be on the ball more, tucking in, playing that inverted left back role um, over Tierney, I, w- I would guess. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Yeah, I don't see Tierney starting in a game like this where we will, yeah, exactly like you said, dominate possession, uh, Zach pushing, uh, Xhaka pushing forward, and um, Zinchenko dropping into that uh, CDM role. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree, actually. <laughs> to make it easy, I think. <laughs> I think that makes... <laughs> I mentioned that to Gab before we started the podcast, I think. Um, Zinchenko is good about um, kind of inverted... Um, wide back role where he kind of tucks in into the midfield. Um, very comfortable on the ball. Very much like a pet player. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I would say, yeah, Ramsdale, um, Zinchenko, Gabriel, Saliba, uh, Ben White, Party, Zaka, Odegaard, um, Martinelli, Inkedia and Saka. Just sort of writes itself. Yeah, yeah, man. It does. Um we could do a combined but, 11. You know, it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> a combined 11, uh, um, we're all on the same page. Did you want to do your combined 11, Mark? Combined 11? Yeah. I think it's, um, we're pretty much all, all like on the same page. Um, yeah, with obviously Ramsdale, um, Ben White, Saliba, Romero, Zinchenko. Um, and then it would be, yeah, I mean, you'd have to say Jacques and Ricardi over. I mean, I think he'll work some rubbish anyway. Um, I don't, I'm, not t- I'm not even trying to be biased here, but, like, I don't actually don't rate him as a CDM at all. He's fucking rubbish at South End. He's rubbish at Spurs. Bentacor does so much covering for him. He just makes oh. him look a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot about Bentacor. I probably... I don't know who I put him over there. Based on, like Jack is not really based on this year. Based on this year, I think it has to be our midfield in yeah. a combined eleven. I don't sure. think you can argue it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think so. Um, and then this year, Martinelli over uh, Sun for sure. Yeah. However, overall, like yeah, I'd say Sun. He's yeah. such a fucking good winger. Yeah, just basing it on um, this year though. Like, yeah, it's, we'll, it's we'll, we'll do we'll do form and. Another factor is um, we could do, like, whether the player's injured or not. Obviously, Benton Cure, uh, probably not going to play. Um, yeah, I, as you said, Mark, very straightforward. We're pretty much on the same page. I think, yeah, Benton Cure is in for, in for shout, but I still have Granite Xhaka. Um, and then the front three, I think we're probably all in agreement. We'd have our, our two wingers plus Kane up top. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> um, I just missed that last part. But, um, I thought a robber was coming in for a sec. Hey, 
<laughs> see a live knockout on the cam. <laughs> um, yeah, nah. Like, yeah, Martinelli, Kane, and, and so, I mean, Martinelli is so fucking good. Even putting into perspective, like, comparing him to Mudrick, like, we fucking bought Martinelli for a bag of chips, like, four, four or six mil, whatever it was. Like, oh my days. How good's that? Oh, fucking never see that again. Like, Oh, anyway. If you're looking in the right place um, and you trust the player, I think that can happen more often. I think that's oh, more of a philosophy agree, at yeah. the moment. Um, obviously, we're going for Merdrick for big money, but um, Martinelli, I think, was always a talent. He, even a Q, he went through that period where he was injured, but I think we all had trust that he would come good. I mean, Odegaard yeah. was a, a different story. Um you know, he was obviously the wonder boy at Real Madrid. I think a lot of people just thought he was hype. There was talent there, but he'd just be another failed wonder kid. But boy, has he has he proven everyone wrong? You know, he, he might be yeah, here know. at the moment. Martin Odegaard. Yeah, yeah. From me, I think it'd nearly be Saka. It's a oh, Martin. Nearly, I was thinking about. Yeah, it'd be so hard to give a player of the year. I think like there's probably like three guys, maybe four or five guys that you could say, and there's no real argument there. Yeah. Like, it's... No one's been bad. Everyone's been elite, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, elite's the the only word I think we can use there, mate. Like, they have been fucking elite. Elite level. Next level. World class. Like, nothing short, really. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I think, yeah, combined 11, dominated by Arsenal uh, players, like, Spurs have been rubbish. They're playing rubbish. They've been getting fucking no results, really. Like, they're sitting fifth somehow. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty confident. I'm so keen to watch the, uh, the game in the morning, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, should we get on to some predictions? Yeah, I'll let you boys go first. <laughs> you want me to go first, Mark? You can go first, Andy. Yeah, for sure, mate. Okay, I'm going to say 3-1 Arsenal. I think we score We score twice in the first 20 minutes. Um, we see a Tottenham penalty, 2-1, and I think we score late on the break when they're pushing for an equaliser. Um, I, I think Inkedia, Inkedia um, Granit Xhaka, and... Um, Smith Rowe, late. Ooh, yeah. a little bit of ASR. Kane, Kane will score a pen, as he does. Yeah. You know what? It's nearly identical to what I was uh, going to say. Oh, I was going to say 3-1, 100%. Yeah. Kane penalty, 100%. <laughs> Probably in the second half, I reckon. Um, I reckon they hold us. Maybe, I reckon it's 1-0 at half time to us, and then we end up finishing 3-1. Maybe with a... Um, a cheeky Gabriel uh, from a corner. Well, that's a good shout. Um, yeah, with a, probably a Martin. I reckon Martin is going to score one at least. Mm. Um, again, if I was a better man, I'd, I'd reckon I'd, I'd put a fucking little cheeky five or tenner on him. Um, again, not promoting gambling. If you do, gamble responsibly, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, don't you see Ivan Tony for advice, Mark? Did he? Did he? I see. Just a little caveat. <laughs> I think it was um, Lineker on um, 
much of a day yeah. Yeah. but yeah um <laughs> like um if you're a betting man you'd um you know bet on tony to score the penalty and uh, let <laughs> just said like i think he is a betting, i think he is a betting man isn't he <laughs> right, yeah yeah i don't think that's no. gonna, be, gonna go down well um even if tony's guilty of course i think Oh, look, I reckon it's fucking great chat, though. Like, yeah, it, to, it's, you know. it's very, very quickly. I think Tony would have been would have been an option, but obviously, like, as a transfer, possibly. Well, he's still playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think we'll go anywhere near him with yeah. the betting stuff. And I think rightfully so. You wait till it's over. But um, anyway, yeah. um, Gabs. And also, he's... like, he's um, obviously going to love the English tax on his name. So um, we'd, be, we'd be spending probably... Like a seventy to eighty mil on him, um, yeah. Which I don't think he's worth, but it's it's the English way. So he's pretty young, isn't he? Oh, he's not old. Uh, yeah. Like in his prime, like 24, 25, I think. Yeah, yeah, still pretty young. We could have some yeah, so. um, decorations for his welcoming party, like big banners saying "Nice kick about with the boys," stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, twenty six, by the way. Twenty six, um, yeah. Not not all that's for sure. I think he's a great striker still. I think he's fucking fantastic. Yeah, he's done really well this year too. Did a good job on City but, um, for the World Cup. Yeah, not wrong. Mm. But um, yeah, that that was it. Gary Lineker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was Lineker, and then I thought was gold, was, hey. you know, laughing. I'm pretty sure it was Lineker who made the comment. Um, pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty funny, just a bit. Probably a slip of the tongue. You could see some of them were holding back their laughter and then Michael Richards just pissed himself. (laughs) 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 You know what? I actually don't mind a little bit of Michael Richards. When him and Roy and all those guys are Him him and Roy Yeah. 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 Big fan. Yeah, big fan. Um, Great laugh. Great laugh. He's always a happy one there too. Anyway, um, Yes, where are we, what are we talking about? Um, now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, where do you reckon, Gav? We win two 0 Eddie gets his first goal against Spurs. Um, Harry Kane gets a penalty, but Ramsdale saves it in the sixtieth, seventieth, something like that. I like that actually. I lo- I love to see that happen. Um, who gets the other goal? Especially after Kane's miss for for England. Um, Against France, uh, mm. which um, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, anyway, um, more than, yeah, fucking stoked to see him miss a penalty. And yeah, it just seems to be a way that he just gets a pen against us every game, doesn't it? Yeah, and there's been some harsh ones over the years, but there's also been some entirely valid ones as well. Um, yeah, the, the one in the, the reverse game in, early in the season, I think, which Allison was taken up. Yeah. yeah, I think last year there was the away game. There was a handball or something from memory. I can't, I can't quite remember. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Actually, I want to talk about if for some reason we fucking like choke this and get a draw or a loss, it's gonna like another big fear of mine is a, is fucking bad refereeing. Mm. It's bound to happen. Like that is a big concern of mine. Actually, I was thinking about it all day. Like it if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be. Now, like it happened against Southampton, that was a fucking joke. But um, do we know who's? It could happen tomorrow morning. Who's officiating that game yet? <laughs> it's it's um, the love child of Michael Oliver, Mike Dean, Mike Dean, um, and Richard Keys. Yeah, 
The three of them had a son. Um, his weapon. So, good news. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's up nah. yet. But um, I, I did like I did like Oliver a few years okay. ago. I thought he was. A, but then again, I don't pay too much attention to refs, and I think oftentimes, um, a lot can be made of of referees. Um, but yeah, I think we just got to play our game, and I think we'll get the job done. You know, yeah, I think if we're at our best, we yeah. we should win fairly comfortably, even if they to show up. I think we're the better team. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. On paper, we're the better team. Yeah. Uh, watching us play, we're the better team. There's no debating it. But, um, yeah, bad refereeing could be the fucking... could be the death of me, that's for sure, honestly. <laughs> oh, fucking heart attack. If... <laughs> actually, you know, I'll probably... I'll, like, I'll be expecting it, actually. Um, yeah. There'll be one. If it doesn't There'll happen. be one call that we despise. Yeah. It'll, it'll come. There's always one. It's just where, is it a big is it a big call? Is it a game changing call? You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's um. That's it. But yeah. No. Anyway, apart from that, I'm pretty confident. So. Yeah. Um. Was there anything else you boys wanted to touch base on in terms of tomorrow morning's game? No, I'm just about right, man. How about you, boys? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much good. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm keen to just, just try and chill out and get up and watch a game, and hopefully, this time tomorrow, touch wood, we'll be celebrating. Yeah, eight points clear. Hopefully, eight fingers crossed. Yeah, they're good. Fuck yeah! And, um, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, um, you want to wrap up there? No, yeah, 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 yep. yeah, cool. Uh, well, thanks for spending your time listening to us, and a big thanks to Andrew for joining us today. Um, if you aren't already following us on Instagram, you'll find us at Gunners GM for daily content. We'll have a post game podcast out after the game tomorrow, and hopefully news on a potential signing. So make sure you turn on your notifications on all our platforms. Um, thanks again, and we'll talk to you in the next one. And, um, yeah, thanks for uh, joining, Sandy. It's been a pleasure, mate. Oh yeah, it's been it's been an honour, and you know, I'd love to be back at some point. Um, but Absolutely. yeah, tune into Gunners um, Gunners GM for passionate um, raw Arsenal content. Um, it's not just news; you also get a uh, good opinion, um, a bit of banter as well. So, <laughs> yeah, guys, I'll I'll see you next time. I'm sure. Thanks, bro. Cheers, Andy. Thanks, mate.